free skins or usually if you get your own custom skin, a good 250 to 500 will get you or have somebody do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, they, they've tried to kind of lower, yeah. All right, so just to summarize, because I wasn't recording for those who are just joining, we are moving ahead with the loan pool, starting with a small amount of 10,000. We'll see the interest over there. We're only going to do fat cats for now. Uh, if we start to take big positions in other communities we believe in, we can then vote specifically maybe to set up liquidity pools for them, right? Uh, but for now, the voters only specifically stated fat cats, and the council will monitor the depth of the liquidity pool. Regarding the, the, the toys, we're moving ahead with that. We're doing four prototypes. Uh, you know, we, those are ones of fee. Then we're going to keep the stock down to 25 of each for now. It's going to take six weeks or so for them to do that anyway. But the prototypes will be done. So they're going to display it for us for free at their booth at NFT NY. Um, and we're looking into how to set up Shopify, which is becoming a, a kind of a well-priced option. Uh, because what, what I really want from this is, again, the brand, the most important thing is, is a triple win. The triple win to me is earning some income for the DAO if people do buy stuff making sure that the costs, uh, that, that those who do want merchandise can have them while not kind of hurting the rest of the DAO, right? So keeping the costs low, but high quality stuff and giving opportunities when people reach out to us and say, hey, can we sell to your people, especially the ones who, who don't require costs, right? So there's someone who reached out who can do glass etching and stuff like that. We're able to put them into our, into our Shopify if they've got quality um, without kind of having to allow costs. And then again, have potential rebates for the DAO. Oh, and then the one other thing is, uh, if we find any connections for them for the chess set, because they're doing this awesome chess set for us uh, free of charge, firstly, we get we get, um, we get get uh, a rebate of 0.02 for each chess set that sells, but uh, we also get um, a finder's fee with them of between 5 to 15% depending on the connection. Uh, and, you know, that would just be me, but I'm not going to take the, the money myself. I'd rather just give it to the DAO because I think that working with a toy brand like this is a really good long-term partner and really will help us on the branding side. So that's, that's kind of the goal of here. I get a lot of branding, give you guys really access to high merchandise at, 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 at markets of scale prices. So, you know, quality at a decent price uh, and get a commission for the DAO. So in the case of the bus, uh, it will fluctuate maybe between depending. We have to check on the costs of, you know, spot, uh, Shopify and stuff. But it will be the costs are around 100 to 190 to 110 dollars, and then maybe we'll sell them between, you know, 120 to 150. So we we're really trying to keep the price reasonable, but also kind of, you know, earn something back for the DAO, so that we all keep winning each time. Um, okay. Uh, any questions on that, anyone? On the loans or on the merch? Yeah, I've got a question. Sure. Um, have we considered like doing merchandise for wearables, like uh, hoodies or mm, I know that mm. there's a giveaway. Because mm. for like personally, for 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 me, I'd prefer a hoodie rather than a toy. I'm not too sure if that fits with anyone else or not, but that's just my yes. two cents. Hundred percent. No, no. I think I think that's great. So so why the bus came up is. Uh, there was a lot of interest in the community for that. And we're able to... Um, Jeff, are you hot mic, my friend? Jeff? Sorry. Okay. Sure, no problem. Why? Um, also, because with the, with the collectibles, we were able to take a very small supply, right? They've built, they know that they're dealing with modest communities testing. And so because they're a, a dad and son shop with like six Warhammer painters the outlay is quite low. With the, with the clothing, the outlay can often be very high because they want you to take a 1,000, especially if you don't want just AliExpress stuff. 
Where we're moving with the clothing side, though, is this is why we reached out. Well, they reached out to us, but I'm very excited about Crypto Divas because they are going to be able to do custom to order, which means we will not have to have a warehouse. They will do the drop shipping kind of thing, and we don't have to hold a stock of a thousand or something. That is the ideal situation for us because I do not want uh, us to have to make a decision to buy a thousand hoodies, right? Uh, and, and lay out all of that capital. That's what I'm trying to avoid. It's not that we're anti-clothing. It's just I was waiting for the clothing solutions where they had the quality base hoodie and then they could just print on what we wanted. And that's what Crypto Divas is, is trying to do. So yes, that, that's, that's that alliance with them. That's why they came to us. And what I loved about them is they said, sample our stuff, buy later, right? They're giving us, you know, six as, as a gift to our community and then we can set up. And what's also great about them is we can have three hoodies in the store with different materials at different prices, which is also great. Because then if you just want the generic one that you're going to kind of lie on your couch with versus a high quality one you can go out in, that's important too. Yeah, I see. So in, in respect to, you, you spoke about the minimum order. If, if for example, we, we did a poll with, with the community and whoever wanted uh, a hoodie can vote for yes, and then if we get, say for example, 500 people that want to do the hoodie situation, is that something that we can place absolutely. an order off? Absolutely, as long as we kind of prepay. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, like absolutely. I wouldn't mind having one of my NFTs on 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 the back of a hoodie that that I can wear and you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. For sure. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Look, if, if there's a big benefit to market of scale, we can definitely employ that too. Uh, because because crypto dealers can also do market of scale for us, right? So there is benefits to market of scale. I just think in that case, to not hurt the rest of the DAO, we will have, pe have to have people prepay. But that's, that's not hard to do. Absolutely. That's just an administrative question uh, and can definitely be done, especially when we're talking kind of in terms of crypto. Uh, cool. Anyone okay, else? Yeah, I was just going to say. Well, technically, prepaying for something is just pretty much ordering it, right? So it's not like. No, no, no. But the key thing is, we want the money before we have to pay the manufacturer. Uh, right? Which is pretty much a general, a general thing now, isn't it? Right? Yes. Yes. And no. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. I guess in crypto, it is a general thing. It's just that you know the the manufacturers don't start producing until we pay them. Correct. But yes. Yeah. I see. Awesome, awesome. Well, no, because a lot of communities are not doing that, right? Like a lot of the communities, you know, they, they've promised in their roadmaps or they kind of, you know, say, you know, they just order a thousand and then kind of keep it like Lama's doing that. He's ordering a thousand from board to be me from their hoodies uh, and paying for it up front. And then people will order it from the store as they want it. That'll yeah. be just a, a generic logo, right? What is a generic logo? Sorry? A, a generic logo on, on um, uh, yes, Lama's. yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that's the other reason I really like Crypto Divas because you can customize at an yeah. affordable price. They're the only ones that are offering that because you're right. I think I think the beauty of merchandise, uh, you know, in the case of the the, the busts. We can get you custom ones too. We will make the connection so that people can get one of ones done. Those will probably cost around 700 bucks. Uh, but in most cases, I think when it comes to the collectibles, people want, you know, mostly the legendaries or some of the cool ones like that. 
but when it comes to clothing, I think absolutely being able to customize your specific fat cat on your hoodie is going to be really cool for people. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, great. Uh, cool. Okay. Um, all right. Regarding goblin cats, I want to open up that to some questions. So I'm going to post a little bit. I'm going to ping you all and add in everyone again. If you could help us with that, we're going to do one giveaway. We've got time to do one giveaway. Uh, so you guys all have whitelist spots, but let's be clear over here. The mint will start on Friday at 8 p.m. PST. You will have six hours to mint. We took a snapshot already. If you've moved your cats to a different wallet, uh, my apologies for that. The snapshot was taken yesterday, I believe, or I posted when it was taken. So just check kind of that time. Um, there will be a public sale probably with about, you know, 8,000, right? And still a free mint. So even if you did do that, you know, you very likely are going to get on the public sale. So the, the pre-mint is for six hours. Uh, the only people on the whitelist are the Fat Cat holders, the Midnight Labs holders, and there'll probably be 10 from a Twitter giveaway. Um, okay. Um, I want to open up to some general questions. I'm sure you've all seen the FAQ, but if you have a general question about Goblin Cats, go for it. No? Self-explanatory? Fantastic. There will be utility in the sense that uh, you know, we, we are going to be a, fiddling around with the verified cats, the verified ally role uh, and the goblin goblin cats role, because basically now we've got a much cheaper point of entry for our alpha group. Uh, but still, we always want to encourage, right, that culture of, you know, you can you, the fat cats holders, can invite your friends. So this is another way in for people that they can just verify they are a goblin cats holder uh, and get into the server. Um and we'll be able to negotiate them the same discounts. There we go. 8 times 8 8 Pacific. Yes, exactly. No, no, but I meant when we took the snapshot, Jeff. Yes, that's uh, the starting point. 8 a.m. Pacific, but is, the, the snapshot. I have a question. Yeah. Is yes, that 8 p.m. Uh, PST, is that for when the public starts or when we can start that's minting? That's when the, the pre-sale pre starts. You'll have six hours from then. So you'll have from 8 a.m. PST to 2 p.m. PST. If I'm not oh, mistaken, I think the snapshot was taken yesterday at 12.30 p.m. Sorry? I think the snapshot was taken yesterday at 12.30 p.m. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Will so, the Goblin Cats contract be gas optimized like the Fat Can one? It will be optimized, but the public sale is, is likely going to be more aggressive, JCOMs. Also, gas is a little bit higher at the moment, so it would it will certainly be optimized. Yes, exactly, Wellen. It is Friday. Uh, and and uh, you can thank people like Wellen for not taking too many spots because there's a lot of crossover between the Midnight Lab holders and the and the Fat Cats holders. Um, we can mint two. Yes, you can mint two. That is correct. So in other words, it's not based on how many cats you hold. It's based on the wallet you had cats in. And we had to do a surprise snapshot because I didn't want to incentivize people to start moving around their cats. So yeah, we took a surprise snapshot. Um, Nikon, you will not, but you will have access to around-the-clock data with us. So you'll know when the public we, – we are, we are doing a favor to the communities that have supported us and the members over here that are not on the cat on the whitelist, and that is that um, they can uh, – they, they will know an hour before we say it's gone live, right? So at 2 p.m. PST, you will all know to start minting if you're not on the whitelist. But but the, we will not put out a public Twitter post until 3 p.m. Okay. Uh, Nick, uh, if you're in the first hour, you will for sure. There's like, there'll be like 8,000 in the public. So I, I wouldn't be too worried about that. We're doing a very big supply. 
in order to to avoid that problem. Awesome. Um, okay. Cool. Um, I have a question quickly. Yes. Um, I kind of understand the reasoning behind the the goblin cats, and I like it. But in, uh, what would you say is your expectation for this project? What, what do you hope it brings to fat cats? Um, I. Th- I think it's important for us to stay in the new cycle, so it's very strong for branding. I think we're also right now in FatCats having a big kind of discussion and study on the concept of CCO. So I think that's important that we look at that side of the fence. Uh, I think it is very important that we do something for the DGENs, because as much as we've got a lot of DGEN friends that we worked with when we were building FatCats, they, their, their conversion rate was very low, right? The, the DGEN community's conversion rate was very low because they tend to uh, not want a long-term hold. They understood what Fat Cats was about. They, they are very polite and respectful for us, but they, they, they were not convinced so much that they should hold long-term Fat Cats. They think they can do better with their own flipping, and they may be right. I think what, you know, what they're not getting is that you still want to park some of your money into a safer group of investments and still can continue to degen. But what we've always stated is we want a community of the smartest, the brightest, and the people exploring the space. And so if we can give them a free mint as degens, maybe they sell one and keep one, uh, we could get a whole bunch of new smart people into fat cats. Uh, which can support this community. And so that's my expectation. And then the last aspect is we're working with Escobar to pull off an incubator soon, right? And I think it's an incredible flex for us to show that we can pull off a high quality art uh, while taking the piss at ourselves, right? Because, you know, we're the last people that would long-term buy into derivative most of the time. But we can show that we can pull off a high quality mint in a week. Thank you for your answer. Sure. Um, will it be free to list on OpenSea like it is with Fat Cats? Oh, that's a good question. Let me ask him that. What's um, um, it? Let me ask him that. Uh, what do you expect gas to be for us minting on the pre-sale? Like, no, same no depending what else is going on, though. Right. I get that. Hey, guys, while there's a break, um, how do we know if we're on the whitelist, or how do we know if we can mint one of these goblins? Um, I can actually send you the snapshot. I can do that. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, cheers, man. Sure. Let me see if I can get the snapshot for you guys. Sure, I'll, I'll upload that. I'll upload that to a... <coughs> you said but I mean, but honestly, if you were on at that time, you were on the snapshot. So that's why, I mean, we did post the time, but I, I think it's... Yeah, you know what? Let, let's keep it simple, everyone. Um, Let's keep it simple because, you know, the downside over here is that you'll mint in the public. You will for sure be able to mint in the public. If you're in the first hour, you're going to mint in the public. There's, there's no way we're getting to the hype where 8,000 are going immediately. It's, it's, it's not realistic. So 
if you were if you were on the if you owned the fat cat yesterday, babe, let's just check at the point time. One second. Um, if you were on the if you were if you owned the fat cat on Monday at twelve p.m. Central U.S. time, twelve thirty p.m. Central U.S. time, you're on the whitelist. There's no manual error. It was an actual snapshot. Okay, everyone. And cool. you said the mint will cool. the mint will be at two uh, p.m. Correct? No, the mint will be start at eight a.m. PST on Friday. PST and run Pacific. for six hours. So if you look at the FAQ, we, I've put it in your local time. You see, there's the the hammer over there. That's when it starts, and you've got six hours. Is it possible to give you a different wallet? Because I'll be at work. Uh, unfortunately, no. Because again, the key thing over here, friends, is you can the the public sale will have like 8,000 on it, right? I, th I think that's a, the really important part of you. If you're in the first hour, you're going to be fine. Because we, we're working very fast over here, friends. So if we start to manually start to work with the, with the, with the I, I know it's on your individual level, it's, it's, it's annoying, but we, we can't, we just have to cut corners somewhere. And the white, like we're not giving any white spots to any of our partner communities. We're just giving them the heads up. Uh, and, and Nikon, I, I, I do feel we've answered that point. Unfortunately, we cannot, we cannot please everyone over here. That whitelist is closed. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, my friend. Welcome to the community. Just keep, you know, be quite sure to go straight at 2 p.m. PST to Mint, and you will pretty much guaranteed get one. Okay. Yeah, will you be able to Mint more on public? Not from the same wallet, Jcoms. We, so if you want to, if you want to have another wallet, go for it. We know that there are going to be bots that are going to shard anyway. We just wanted to make sure that they, um, that they, you know, they have to pay more gas. Uh, Gula, the, the FAQ, you can find it under, under notices. Up, uh, no, sorry, under information. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Sure. May I ask you a question, please? Sure. Uh, is it needed to keep the fat uh, fat cats in the same wallet snapshot uh, wallet? Because uh, I moved, for example, to to my cold wallet after Monday last week. Uh, should I move it back, transfer it back to to that wallet? One at least one of the fat cats. Uh, no, as long as what whichever wallet you held them in by Monday at two thirty p.m. Central U.S. time. That is the wallet that can mint. Okay, so, thank you. Then I will keep it in the cold. Then I will not transfer any. Uh, again, it doesn't matter wallet. what you do with it now. It doesn't matter if you transfer it, sell it. It doesn't matter anymore. You don't okay, have to thank you. It doesn't matter. Yeah, sure. Dylan, as far as reaching out to the alpha groups that they are the mint, um, you had mentioned before that you would be notifying them an hour before are you still sticking to an hour or are you going to give them a little more heads up maybe two well, or meaning, three hours meaning we're going to tell them we're, uh, let me show you all what i'm sending to the old food communities now there's about 80 communities i'm reaching out to and, and feel free by the way i will post this after this chat when i when i post the thing but feel free to show this to uh different communities i'm, I'm just going to post this in cafe voice text now because i just need to change the link so I'm just going to delete this, but this is this is the message we're sending alpha communities. Um, yes, Nico, the the public mint starts at two p.m. PST. Okay, yeah, you can see this is the announcement we're giving them. 
By the way, we are talking about Monday the last week, isn't it? Not yesterday. We are talking about yesterday. About yesterday, okay. Then, uh, second comment, yesterday, uh, the, the, my fat cast was in the cold wallet. Is it safe to connect with the yes. cold wallet directly? It's it's safer even. It's much safer. If you're going to mint on a if you're minting on a page, you don't believe in. It's actually safer to mint on cold wallet. The reason why most people don't mint with a cold wallet is because if the site something goes wrong with the site and your wallet is not connecting and the mint goes fast, you can you sometimes don't get to mint. But when there's when it's a when I know it's a well known team, not from a safety point of view, from like a a quality control creation point of view, uh, then then I I always give them a cold wallet. Okay, so I'm going to post okay. that message that I just sent now. I'm going to post it afterwards with updates. But I hope that answers your question, Chio. You'll be able to show that to anyone you want, okay? Yes, sir. Thank okay. you. I appreciate it, Bill. No, thank you. All right. Um, let's move on from Goblin Cats. Uh, Bella, will you tell me when our friend arrives? He wants to, you know. Um, I sure will. And also, is it possible to record it? Just there were other members yeah, that we are were recording available. It. This is all being recorded, yeah. Okay, perfect. Me, me, me six arrived. Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. Okay. And um, I do have his questions um, and a few questions from other community members. If you want to move forward with it at any oh, point, sure. we, we're going to get to we're going to get to that soon. Let's go through the other stuff. Okay, everyone, please check out the channel that says weekly meetings. A lot of you reached out to volunteer about research and mentorship. Um, definitely have a look there. We're going to have those meetings every week. That at that first meeting, we're going to start talking about organizing our research teams. We're also open to uh, starting some kind of community events, maybe like a documentary night. We're also open to people kind of uh, providing maybe like running a running like, like like I know Dr. T likes to do live streaming and stuff. We're going to be exploring ways to help uh, anyone who wants to provide something for the community to do so. Uh, we're just getting organized on that. I would love, for example, to have like a wellness officer or two, uh, and we can definitely kind of give some catnip for that. We're also discussing right now, we haven't concluded, this is something the council is actively discussing uh, about giving people who are part of the raid team maybe a little bit of catnip too, because you're doing amazing work and it's, you know, it helps the, the bigger brand for us. Um, we're also discussing right now the ways of working with the catnip. So right now, you cannot transfer catnip between other people. And again, I know, you know, Bella and I, you can, you know, we can talk about this right now, actually. You cannot right now transfer catnip between people. The reason we did that was we were very concerned that people could bring other member alts of themselves into the discord and basically collect 100 many times a day, right? And then just transfer between their accounts. We saw it happen twice. And at the same time, we wanted to be able to give catnip to verify holders. I think now we're getting to the point where our Discord is so well developed that even if people can't get whitelist spots of the year, they probably still want to be in the Discord for the discussions and the research. And even if they don't hold a fat cat, they can also still get catnip if they volunteer for the research squad or for other activities, right? So if we take away the ability for the, for the allied cats to get catnip, give that to the goblin cats instead, um, I think that that will rebalance things because then we can explore. And again, the council is actively discussing this. But what I would like to really be able to explore is the ability for um, people to offer services for, with catnip, right? Dungeon, the dun generative dungeon already does this, where you can pay people for services like helping you with coding, helping you maybe do some art, et cetera, et cetera, in catnip. And I think that that is... Um, a very good use case because, you know, our whitelist marketplace is epic. 
right? We are getting amazing things. And so that makes our catnip have a proper value internally. And some people are like, well, I'm not a real mint. You know, I don't mint a lot because, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a good degen, but maybe I can help with writing code. Maybe I can help doing art, except maybe I can be part of a small little team for a, for a small project or something. So I think it's important that we open up that economy without leaving too many loopholes. Uh, I know that, Bella, you had some questions on this or you had a you know, stance on this. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so it was more so just around like, I, I get the purpose of the tipping, but if the originally we didn't want to be able to transfer it, um, what stops the abuse of the system with it, the, by introducing the tipping? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the stopping, the only way we can stop the abuse, in other words, in order to start the tipping and the transferring, we need to take away the catnip from the, from the, cat, from the allies. Because, because every other part of catnip is token-gated based on, on if you hold a fat cat or a goblin and stuff. And now that we're bringing in the goblins, I think that we, we have enough cheap entry points for people to come in that, you know, that they, can, you know, they should own one of our NFTs kind of thing, right? Like we'll still let people bring in their friends, but we won't give them catnip for it. They'll get access to our research, to our discussions, to our debates. But we need to then take away the cat from the cat from the from the the allies because then they they still incentivize to bring in five different accounts to get the catnip. That's the point. Okay, no, then that actually it's a, yeah. that was my main concern around it, not to prevent the mm -hmm. tipping, but just prevent the abuse of the system. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, no, that's 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 why. We, I never didn't bring this up until, you know, two things happen at once, right? Like Goblin Cats is happening and we just had this amazing AMA on WGMI with Dungeon Master. And I'm like, holy shit, why aren't we doing, you know, allowing people to kind of do more with their catnip? Because pe a lot of people are like, you know, wow, I really I wish I could have got that whitelist or something. What we don't want to do, though, is allow people to transfer whitelists. I know some people want to do that, but unfortunately, we're only, firstly, it's an admin nightmare for us. Okay. It really is an admin nightmare. I mean, our volunteer mentors do a ton of work already. Number one, it's a, it's a, it's a nightmare in that sense, because we still have to manually collect wallets. And if you've already submitted, then you're going to resubmit again. It's a nightmare. Secondly, um, the only case that we do allow it for is obviously if you won the raffle as well, then, you know, you can designate it to someone. But most of all, it's actually important to the people giving us the whitelist because they hate that there's a black market on whitelists, right? And so because we don't allow transfers, they often give us a lot more for our marketplace. It's working really well in our favor. So that's why we don't allow the transfer. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, anyone want to kind of bring up any points on that? We're going to go deep diving into research and services and stuff, as I say, at those wow. meetings. So if you want to come and help with that, please do. Um, how's it going, Habib? Good. I had a quick question. Uh, any possibility that we can create a staking for catnip? Well, we didn't want to make an ERC-20 token, right? We didn't want to make any token because that's when uh, black markets start, right? Because once there's the ability, once you make an ERC-20 token, then two things happen. Number one, we're in the, we're in the, we're in the crosshairs of the SEC, okay? Uh, and number two, we are also in the problem of people can set up a liquidity pool and then really they, it doesn't matter how many cats or how involved they are, they will just kind of buy as much as they want from the whitelist based on how much, you know, of the ERC-20 token they have. So we've, we've kept it very much Discord focused. Plus, by keeping this a Discord currency, it requires people to interact over here, right? We really do take our community interaction quite seriously. Now, what I do think will probably happen is as we start to integrate Crown, and we've got our bank or liquidity pool starting soon. And don't worry, everyone, we haven't forgotten about those who went again in the seed round. Please see announcements in Crown Capital for that. We will, we will mention them here too. 
um, we can start to talk about things like that, Habib. But but really, okay. the main point is to avoid the the situation where it becomes a commodity product uh, that people can kind of literally just you know buy all the whitelist spots. That, by the way, that's been the big upset in Gajira. Not now that I mean I mean they've got an IP problem now too. But the, the big upset in Gajira was that. Um, that the way people with Wallach were just only one Gajira, but buying all of the all of the the coin uh, on the open marketplace. Uh, okay. Have you considered selling any Goblin Cats wireless spots in the Cannon market? Um, well, we can. How many? Do we have a lot of? Um, do we have a lot of? I'm I'm going to do one big Twitter giveaway. I'm really trying to keep the admin issue quite small right now um, because, you know, we, we are, we do need, you know, I, I need to go now reach out to 80 communities, myself and Escobar and stuff. Uh, and we, you know, the admin of whitelist is, is, a, is quite something. Uh, so, I mean, how many people on this call uh, don't have a fat cat? A lot? Not really, right? Look, I'm, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to default to what I've been saying to Nico and stuff. Friends, we made the collection 10,000 instead of 5,000 in order to make sure that everyone who's right here right now who can mint in the first two hours is going to make it, okay? Uh, that's the stance I'm taking. I mean, I, I cannot possibly get my head around the idea. E even Goblin Town did not sell out for like six hours, okay? It's a big size collection. So uh, I, 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 really, I really think that it's in your interest to let Caleb and I keep the whitelist part very, very simple so that we don't screw up on the finer details because we're really trying to keep this to a high quality. Okay, um, cool. Let us move on to... One second. Um, okay, catnips discussed, goblin cats discussed, research squad. Oh, okay. Uh, one other thing that we, I, I've been thinking about is Instead of creating a ticketing system for the council, we're going to create threads, I think, within, within the holders chat. Now, why that's beneficial um, in the Fat Cat's Den, why that's beneficial is then when you start to plug a project like Subtax or something, you can then search the thread to see if it's already been brought up, right? You can then second that comment or you can add some new information or stuff like that. I think that that will both give a lot of transparency and make sure that the council really aren't all day, every day, opening the same ticket about Kuhlman's universe. And it's like, yes, it's on our docket already, right? So uh, the, I think that's a really good case for us to use threads. Um, and, the say, and, um, and we're also going to, I'm, I'm still chewing on how it best to administer kind of the entry point, right? Like we've got like, you know, whitelist opportunities that you want and stuff. Uh, again, that's important to our incubate, and that's also important to the council knowing about projects like Bubble Worlds that really could benefit the entire Fat Cats. So we are fine-tuning that. But for, but for the council, meaning, you know, I've got the portfolio of the big caps and partnerships. Uh, uh, Escobar has the portfolio of the incubator. Uh, and then the, uh, Parker, um, um, Clever Name, and Bella have the portfolio of the mid caps, and they're going to work out how to divide them amongst themselves. But I think that's where threads will be very helpful uh, because people can see all the things we're discussing. So, um, yeah. And then, as I say, we'll, we, as we start to kind of organize the research squads, people can be linked to certain counselors and activities. So that is how we're handling that. Escobar is working quite quickly um, on, on a kind of a plan for the incubator. So we'll, we'll have that information to you all soon. Another thing we're working on, I think many of you have met Palpable. Um, Palpable... Uh, is is 
coming to us from CMG. Um, now, I'm going to talk about this publicly, okay? We met Popo Bowl two months ago. He was starting with a group of people in, in a thing called Community Managers Guild. What they wanted to achieve was best practices for community managers, and then, of course, kind of train them in-house and, and, and hire them to other places. I did not like the rest of the team. I think Popo Bowl is great. Popo Bowl is not business savvy. He's just a very clever academic. He's not business savvy. He knows he's not. So he paired up with these guys who were supposed to be business savvy. I found them to be very web to myopic. Uh, and so eventually I said to Palpable, Palpable, look, we're not going to pay a salary for this, but we can create what I call the, 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 gold, the order of the golden claw, which is we will create a, a full course over here that any one of you can take. And then when we start to do the incubator program, when, we, you know, when we're looking to fill positions for like moderators and mentors and stuff, you know, many of the, literally the, the, the best people over here who have, have been amazing volunteer mentors over here, if they've also gone and done that course and passed and got the de designation of the Order of the Golden Claw, then, you know, Palpable can put together teams with Escobar and say, and put a, create a quote for one of our incubator clients, right? Because most of the incubator clients are going to um, probably have their contracts sorted, there are a lot of kind of new off-the-shelf methods that are coming. And we're starting to speak to the people from Sage Labs, which are the amazing team putting together our contract for um, Goblin Cats. Uh, and so there are a good off-the-shelf solutions. They often have a good founding team or a you know, novel concept. I mean, they wouldn't have made our shortlist otherwise. Where they tend to be the weakest is many of them need help setting up their community, right? It's not easy getting a good moderating team because most of the good moderating teams are already hired unless you've got a program like IELTS where we're constantly training up the best uh, and helping them. And in our case, it works beautifully because we want our alumni everywhere, right? Imagine all the community managers are alumni from Fat Cats, right? That is an extremely powerful network, both in quality control and standards. And it helps us fulfill the promise to you that if you are hardworking and you want to do something, we're going to find you gigs. Uh, and then, of course, you know, the, the DAO will earn its cut. Uh, because we all get a piece of the pie from that, uh, from the overall pie of helping them with marketing, putting together the team and everything. So palpable, again, this is still up in discussion with the council. We are chewing on these. We're trying to work, streamline these things. But these are the things that have pretty much been in the works for a few months that we're now kind of pulling together. So, um, you know, feel free to talk to palpable. He's around. Um, I think, as I say, Jeff and everyone, I think you've all known him and, you know, you knew this is what he was doing. Uh, but we were able to because of kind of, I don't know, they're just, they're inept. I mean, I, I wasn't impressed. I mean, Cyril and I went with a meeting once with them and they, they were just not, they didn't know kind of how to get things going. And I think we've got all the top mentors and, and, and community members over here. We just now need to weaponize you and give you options and, and opportunities if you want them. Uh, for those of you who are just investors and you've got full-time jobs and stuff anyway, great, you know, great. But we're just trying to create as many opportunities and value for being part of this exclusive club. Um, while not being snobbish, right, Bella? It's exclusive, but not snobbish, but I don't know, whatever, whatever. We're this premier something now, okay. Um, okay, Bella, did you want to add anything on that or ask anything on that or anyone else want to ask anything on that? No, so the, the I have to still review um, the yeah. document a little bit more. Yeah, so I need to simmer on that a little bit. Mm. Me too, me too, yeah. But I just wanted to, as I say, so that you all know kind of what we're chewing on and, and potentially working on. This is what we're kind of working on in the background. Um, now, the contract developers are Sage Labs, so they're fantastic, and we will tell you more about them as we kind of get there. I think they answered the question. 
Um, um, one second. I think Wylan uh, had the perfect line there, non-stoppish exclusive community with token-gated functionalities. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Um... Great. Okay. Uh, do we have DAF yet? No? No DAF? Do we have DAF? No? I'm checking. Uh, no, not that I see. Okay. Um... Uh, Nico, Nico, I, again, you know, Nico, we had to do the screenshot because otherwise people would have been incentivized to move their fat cats over multiple wallets. Again, th there is no perfect solution over here, but remember, it's not a one-one to your fat cats. It's every person who's a fat cat holder can mint too. So I, again, I'm sorry you came in, but you know what, my friend, with all due respect, I mean, people, you know, there, there has to be benefits to holding from the start, right? And part of those benefits are surprises. Surprise! Um, okay, great. Let us move on now to CCO. Um, so I think, you know, we've been bashing this around a lot, but I think it's good for us to be talking about this a lot um, because it, it is an, a very interesting matter that only comes up seldomly and I don't think has got as much attention uh, as, as has happened now because of uh, Goblin Town. And um, kind of the more we chew on it, the more I'm feeling like, yeah, let's be honest, guys. You know, the potential loss of your IP is in a very few cases where people were like, I'm going to take my very, very specific fat cat and turn it into a music record empire. Firstly, you can still turn it into a music record empire, right? Secondly, if someone, you know, people are like, well, what if I want to sell kind of merch on Amazon? You try and have the legal team in place to kind of stop someone else early expressing you, right? Like, you know, Nike often only goes after the very big people because uh, what are you going to do? You're going to go to China and try and get the government to stop you. Good luck with that, right? So, the, you know, let, let's be clear on definitions. In the current setup, the DAO owns all of the rights and the DAO is sharing with you the rights of your individual fat cat, which means that if you wanted to go and do anything with your IP, you can. Uh, which is different than CryptoPunks used to be and is different than uh, Doodles where you do not have any rights of your IP. You're just allowed to kind of use the image uh, as a display item and stuff like that. Um, now, CCO, um, CCO, well, as I say, you know, if, if, if it's important enough to Duff, you know, I mean, he asked for this. And so, yeah. Uh, now, CCO, Collective, uh, collective Commons, um, well, there's actually two different versions. There's CC and CCO. CC means you can use it, but you owe us you owe us attribution, right? So, you know, again, another very difficult thing to police, right? You'll see this like you know royalty free music, but you need to give kind of attribution. Uh, CCO is what cryptos and and Goblin Town have done, whereby anyone can use the art style. We don't care. Have fun with it. 
we would love if you attributed to us, but you know, we're not going to put you behind a cage if you don't, right? That's the key thing over here. When you make a law, you know, this is the part I think so many people don't realize, right? And I'm going to say a con- controversial one right now because I think it hits the point home. You know, I'm libertarian. I think very highly um, of, you know, people carrying babies to term because I'm also very Buddhist in my compassionate views. Uh, and I think once a child has reached a certain ma- maturity, um, you know, it's probably not a good idea uh, you know, to remove them. Now, at the same time, uh, I am very anti-government putting people in cages. And so if you ask me my moral opinion, should people be doing um, uh, abortions at, at a certain point, my answer is I would prefer they didn't. Do I think we should police it and put women in prisons who do? Absolutely not, right? And that's the part I think so many people don't uh, understand uh, about something like IP rights. Who are you going to go and sue, right? In other words, are you really worried on an individual level of taking your IP rights, building some music empire, and then you're going to have massive lawyers on standby that are going to go and sue, right? Like of all of the board ape holders who are very wealthy, many of them now, only two of them have monetized. Jenkins, has made kind of a storytelling thing. And then there's a music group that have now monetized their board ape. But no one else takes their IP particularly seriously. Whereas if we go CCO and we make take away those barriers of entrance, because that's what this is all about, right? What really happened is I under, started understanding when I started talking to the, all the merchandise people and all the games and all the metaverse platforms that they are the only ones who really care about IP, right? They are docs. They, they, they care about their, you know, their businesses and stuff. They don't want scandals. And so they are the ones who are like, Okay, can you count a sign? Can you show us all the documents? Can you prove, um, uh, can you prove where this is coming from, et cetera, et cetera? Um, um, <laughs> Vela. Now, I, I wanted to, to do an extreme because I think people don't understand that when a law is in place, a law is only useful if you go and enforce it, right? And that's the part that people are getting silly about because right now our barrier of entry of not being CCO is that when we try and go to these communities and ask them to integrate us into games and stuff, they are giving us the runaround because they are really looking to get all the bureaucracy right. Whereas when you go to the other extreme and say, okay, you know, like give it CCO, then you get a situation where everyone can use our brand. They're not scared. They come and say to us, we made fan art. Would you guys like to be in our game? We've already made a one of one of you. The opposite is happening. You see it, you know, when I speak to the community of cryptodes, they literally don't have to do anything. Everyone just incorporates them, including Yuga Labs. Yuga Labs included them in, uh, in the other side video. They didn't ask permission. I know for a fact I checked. They didn't. They asked World of Women. They checked in with students. They did not ask uh, cryptodes and they didn't have to because it was CCO. And so having now post-Mint seen the, the kind of playing field with all of these metaverse platforms opening and these games and stuff, it really does say to me, okay, okay, what is important? In other words, I think Bella, you put it right, or Parker put it right. It, by, by, by going CCO now, it gives us an opportunity to build our brand awareness and get to that point where we're big enough to then maybe open a, a valuable IP, right? Because we can always create a business underneath Fat Cats with a valuable clothing brand at some point. We can invest in some in startups who are building valuable IP. We can uh, make valuable IP out of some of the NFTs that we actually own, right? And so I think what's important is that... Um, we focus on building our brand awareness as much as possible, and then we can always make drops underneath 
or take positions in companies underneath that we can then use uh, and own the IP and make a Disney World, a Gucci, a Nike or something like that. So that's that's where I'm coming from. I think it's a very minor loss because let's face it, this has always been less about the art and more about us creating a financial empire. I think that's the way we should be looking at this, right? We want to own the innovators. We want a piece of all those important pies. We are building a financial empire. And so the utility is what is so valuable over here and strengthening the community and making sure that we can find all the right people to be here and be constantly exposed. And in a new cycle, which is really so fucking busy, you never want to make it hard for people to onboard you into their games, into their, into their collections, into their legendaries and stuff like that. Okay, let's take some questions. Uh, I know some people had legal questions. Uh, frankly speaking, um, on the front of some of our legendaries, these legendaries are very much parody. Does that mean that Disney will agree it's parody? No, it doesn't. We will have to fight accordingly. Uh, but, you know, expect fights, friends. Expect fights with the SEC and different things. But frankly, uh, our art style falls under parody. And we have the case precedent of Calls and Bansky to do what we need to do. Uh, on the front of um, you know, we've already promised people IP rights. No, we made it very clear in our contract that the DAO owns all of the IP rights. And if someone wants to sue us specifically because they feel uh, they've lost something from it, well, then, you know, I'm happy to buy them out now. If someone really is concerned uh, that, you know, their, their, their fat cat is going to lose value. And the reality is not the case. If you go and look at NounDAO, if you go and look at Tabicats, if you go and lo look at Cryptodes, if you go and look at Goblin, uh, Goblin Town, you will see that people very much uh, are buying the rare ones still at a high premium. And the reason for that is for the exact same flex reason as owning a specific board ape. The IP stuff is a gimmick because most people are not using that. The real flex is I get to show in my wallet that I own it and I get the utility attached to it, which is the drops, access to the community, et cetera, et cetera, right? There's only one person who's going to get that hexagon on Twitter and that's the person who owns it. Um, okay, so Bella, I believe you have a list of questions from some people. I do. I'm going to start with from Snowy. Oh, oh, sorry, just one thing, sorry. Yeah. We, we would still, we're definitely going to keep the IP to our name and our logos, right? That is not what we're talking about over here. We definitely are keeping the IP to our name and to our logos uh, because that's more of a trademark issue than art IP. What we're talking about over here is CCOing the actual collection, the actual art. Although, yeah, although, I mean, again, would we prosecute someone who used our logo? Probably not, unless they use it for nefarious activity, right? In other words, if someone used our logo to try and pretend to be us, that's not parody and that's not complimentary. That's um, fraud. We will, we will always go after fraud cases because it's important to make sure that people don't get defrauded by us. Okay. Okay, so the first question um, is, why do we not consider this from the start? And what has caused, so the second part of that is, what has changed in the past three weeks that has now caused us to want to make this change? Super, super. So, um, Jeff, you've been here from the start. How many times did I bring up CCO over the last couple of months? Is Jeff still here? We've been 